Teaching meditation can be a deeply rewarding experience. Help others improve their mental and emotional well-being, reduce stress, improve focus, increase self-awareness and self-regulation, all while deepening your own practice and understanding. Join acclaimed author, Buddhist teacher, and Emmy Award-winning musician David Nickturn on Tuesday, May 28th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for a free online discussion on teaching meditation in Dharma Moon's renowned Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Training Program. Get certified by Dharma Moon to teach meditation, lead group practice sessions, and work with individual students. Visit dharmamoon.com slash be here now for more info and to reserve your spot for the free online event with David Nickturn on May 28th. I'm Rachel, the creative director for Ram Dass's Love Server Member Foundation, and I'd like to welcome you to our Inner Academy, a virtual Dharma hall where our family of wisdom teachers will help you navigate your daily life by bringing ancient wisdom into a modern context. With over 200 hours of audio and video teachings, meditations, and practices from teachers like Ram Dass, Krishna Das, Sharon Salzberg, Jack Kornfield, Roshi Joan Halifax, Joseph Goldstein, and many more, the Inner Academy is your core resource for finding balance, presence, and navigating the ups and downs of your daily life. The Inner Academy has guidance for every step of your journey. Choose from an annual or monthly membership and gain access to past and future courses, retreat replays, virtual community, and much more. If you've been familiar with Love Server Member Foundation for a while, you'll know that most of our offerings are given freely or on a sliding scale basis. So when you subscribe to the Inner Academy, you're paying it forward and bolstering our ability to continue creating accessible offerings for all in the future, as Ramdas wished for us to do. Be here now and start your journey with Ramdas's Inner Academy today. For more, visit ramdas.org forward slash Inner Academy. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Krishnadas Pilgrim Heart Hour. This podcast is a manifestation of our interconnected lives, and we wish to keep it free at all costs, if you can say that. So, we are dependent on the generosity of you, our listeners. So, please go to mindpodnetwork.com slash kd, and either use the donate button, or just bookmark the Amazon portal. We receive a small percentage of however much you pay for whatever you bought. Nothing extra for you, but a tangible contribution, if small, for us. You could also sign up for a free trial with the voluminous audible.com. We get something out of that, too. We thank you for the support and allowing us to continue presenting Krishnadasa's excellent talks. I'm curious about your Jesus song. My what? Your, your Jesus on the main one. Yeah. How'd you come up with that? 
I love Jesus. I know, but where, where, like, what struck you, and how'd you come up? Jesus struck me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want a story. You got Listen, a story? I was in India with Mag, with Maharaji, and I was, you know, I wore the, I had, I was wearing a red dress, and I had the ashes on my head and the long hair and bare feet, stepping in cow poop, totally happy. And he looks at us and he said, Hanuman, Krishna, and Christ are the same. What? Who, want, who cares? You know, I didn't want to hear anything about Jesus. Right? All I knew about Jesus is that when I was in sixth grade, came to school one day, all my Catholic friends weren't in school. Where did they go? Where did they go? It turns out they had some, something at church, right? So they came back the next day, and they would not look at me. And in those days, the class was 99% Catholic. All my buddies, I played sports with them all the time. They wouldn't look at me. Finally, I said, what's, what's going on here? One of them looks at me and said, you killed Jesus. <laughs> I don't remember killing anybody. So that was it, right? But when Maharaji talked about Jesus, you just melted. It was quite unusual. I mean, he talked about Hanuman. Ram, Krishna, all that. But when he talked about Jesus, there was something else going on. The intensity of emotion and sweetness and power, uh, powerful, not power in the sense of power, but just intensity. It was like, whoa. So we began to read the Bible, you know. And we, we found out that the stuff in the Bible is the same thing that we were learning in India. Same shit. So now I sing it to piss people off. <laughs> I love it. They gave you a gift. Huh? It was your chance to forgive. They gave you a gift. Yeah, he did give me a gift. You know, one time he said And a to, great song. Yeah. He said to us, uh, one day he looked at the Westerners, he said, you were all with Jesus. You know, stuff like that. So, And... If you think about it, I don't know how many of you are practicing Jesus people. But if you think about it, the way we've grown up and been taught about Jesus and about Christianity, it's going to get me in trouble. It's probably the number one thing that fucks up our hearts. Because it's supposed to be beautiful and spiritual and loving, and all there is is bullshit with a capital B. Right? Our hearts have been crushed. It's supposed to be loving, and we don't. When you go to India, you find all this incredible love and sweetness, and it's all holy stuff. In America, holy stuff is bullshit. Not all of it. Did you just read in the paper the other day? The Catholic cardinal of L.A. was just busted for covering up sexual abuse for 30 years. This is what we're talking about. In the name of God? No wonder we're fucked up. No wonder we don't believe in God. Because the people who are supposed to believe in God don't have a fucking clue. Excuse my Sanskrit. But it really pisses me off. And it hurt my heart. And I don't like that. 
And it wasn't until I got to India that I began to understand that Jesus was a great saint, a great being, a siddha. He could walk on water. He could make food out of nothing. He could do all this stuff. He could disappear, come and go. He was just like an Indian siddha. There was no difference. And then I began to to pull out all that prejudice that I had against Jesus. And, And it's helped me so much. And I think that a lot of the people, a lot of us, still have this divide, this kind of split, you know. Oh, yeah, we can talk about Indian stuff. We can talk about Hare Krishna, Om Namah Shivaya, and Swamis and Lamas, you know. But when we start talking about Jesus, uh -uh. uh-uh, uh-uh, not me, no thanks. And we got to get over that because it's hurting our own hearts. And so I sing the Jesus song just to piss everybody off. And I like it. So, I don't know. What do you think about it? Am I, am I tripping or not? Tell me I'm tripping. You can leave. No, am I tripping? I mean, does anybody feel that way at all? Huh? It's a great song. And Jesus, first of all, Jesus wasn't a Christian. First of all, he was a Jewish guy. So, obviously, he was in the right place. Chosen people, right? So, and Christ isn't even a word that was around in those days. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, a Greek word or something like that that came hundreds of years later. Hundreds of years later. The guy lived 33 years. He didn't do nothing. He didn't start any religions. So what is this about? I don't know, but it ain't about what they say it's about. There's a, uh, don't start me. I mean, don't let me go on. You already started. But Jesus was an incredible being. And, and he, 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 like all saints, he tried to clean up the bullshit that was going on in those days. The money lending in the temple, the whole, all, all the corruption, the priestly caste, just like Buddha. You know, in Buddhist time, only the priests, only the Brahmins could recite the prayers that could, that could get you a good incarnation. So you had to pay them big bucks. And you were helpless. And Buddha said, hey, that's bullshit. It's inside of you just as much as inside of them. You don't have to pay them nothing. So, and it was the same with Jesus. And Maharaji just loved Jesus. I mean, in a way that is indescribable. I mean, he cried. He cried. Tears came down his cheeks. How do you deal with that? You know, it's just too strong. It's too powerful. You know, so I do it because I like it, but I also recognize that I probably puts a few people through a few trips, and that makes me feel good. Because we really have to take, if we don't take the stuff out of our own hearts, it's not going to come out. And it's going to keep hurting us. You know, we got to do it. Not that there aren't great beings who are Christians, okay? I'm not saying that they're all fucked up. Not by any means. They're wonderful beings. There's incredible beings out there who are 
part of the church, part of Christianity, who are doing beautiful work, amazing, compassionate work. Okay, so I'm not saying, but the organization itself, like all organizations. Did you ever read about, what's his name, um, Father Greg in L.A., working with the, 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 the homeboys, the gangs, the Mexican gangs? You would not believe it. It's astounding what this guy does. Astounding. I think it's called Father Greg and the Homeboys. That might be the name of the book. Unbelievable what this guy does with people. How he helps these people transform their lives. This is real love. Whether it's Christian, Hindu, whatever. It makes no difference. If it's real, it's real. And if it's not real, let's call it not real. I was wondering, uh, is there a difference between chanting and, say, saying a rosary? Because um, you're repeating and you're saying mm -hmm. enlightened names. Mm -hmm. Probably not much. You, you, what you're doing in either case is calling to mind a being or an experience or a state that is in some way deeper than your thought processes, right? So on that level, it's pretty much the same. Some of the, the, the only difference, well, it's not much of a difference, really, but because we're Westerners, we sing these chants, we don't know what they mean. So we actually, in some ways, it's a blessing. We go right to the essence of it. And we don't have to imagine Krishna as a little blue baby stealing butter. What is that about? You know? Then you start to think about that. How could that be? And then the whole thing's screwed up. <laughs> in the Christian, like in the Christian tradition, when the Holy Mary, Mother of God, you know, it's kind of a pleading. There's a because it's based on the idea of original sin. So original sin is interesting. You know, once these uh, uh, Christian clerics came to visit His Holiness, the Dalai Lama in Dharamsala, and they were sitting around talking, and one of them said, Your Holiness, wh what's your idea of sin? And he, after a while, he kind of, well, that's kind of a Christian thing, isn't it? <laughs> There's no sin in the East. There's pop, which is usually translated as sin, but it means burning. It means stuff you do that makes you burn with unhappiness and sadness and, you know, all those things that leads to unhappiness. But it's not, there's no sense of, you never did anything wrong to start this. That, that's all later. Organized religion does that to control us. And we think we need to pay our dues and go there and, and they're the only ones who can give us liberation. And, you know, I hate to tell you. That's why they call this the Kali Yuga, the Dark Ages. Because it's all bullshit. Plain and simple. If it was true, it would be... It means that you don't have it in you and I don't have it in me. And that's... I'm sorry, but that's not the case. You have it in you, I have it in me. Everybody has it. And organized religion is organized around making us believe that we don't have it so they can give it to us and make some money on it. That's all. Or get some power or some fame or glory. 
It's really sad. And it's even sadder that a lot of people believe that. Not that you can't have great experiences in those traditions, and not that great beings aren't born in those traditions, like St. Francis and all these other so-called Christian saints. What, for one life they took a birth in the West and they turned out to be Christian, big deal. But they have millions of births as yogis in another world, you know? It doesn't come from one life, those things. But because they took the teachings of, of reincarnation out of the original, in the Council of Trent, you know? They said, okay, there's too many different Gospels. What's the real God? We don't know. Put those Gospels on the table, and in the morning, the books that are on the floor will be thrown out, and the ones that stay on the table will be the real Gospel. And supposedly nobody had the keys to the room. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you believe that, there's a bridge I could sell you very cheaply. Not so far from here. So it's nonsense. You know, it's, it's just it's complete insanity. And when you go live in the... In the in the so-called mystic East, the whole thing is everybody is it. Nobody gives it to you. People can wake you up a little bit, but you have to stay awake. Nobody gives it to you. There's no original sin. There's actually the opposite. We're born out of love. Our souls are born, manifested out of love, and they are always that. It's our thinking minds and our psychological shapes that cause us suffering not what's inside. Well, isn't that why it's organized religion? I mean, all of the religions kind of suffer that way as man became involved mm -hmm. and organized it. But the relationship and the original intent, I think, makes it all one. The original intent was probably okay, and it's usually, you know, two seconds after the original person is <laughs> yeah. gone, forget it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> then they make a business out of it, you know? It's like that. Yeah. Sure, the, all these, I think you could <laughs> probably say all these major religions manifested through a being that recognized the truth in, through one method or another, in one culture or another. You know? And all the real saints say the same thing. The Sufi saints, the Christian saints, the, the Jewish saints like the Baal Shem Tov, they all teach the same things. It's only the hierarchies that are bullshit, you know, that, are, that are, tell you you're bad. Not the saints. The saints in every tradition tell you the same thing. Thank you for listening to the Krishnadas Pilgrim Heart Hour. We really appreciate your support and hope you'll continue that support by going to mindpodnetwork.com kd and clicking on the donate button or using our amazon.com portal for all of your purchases. Thank you. Namaste.